0: hello everyone and welcome to note to scene a music news podcast covering everything from pop punk to metalcore i'm matt crane i'm tyler sharp and welcome to the show ladies and gentlemen where every week we discuss all the biggest news stories in the music scene find more episodes of this show on apple podcasts where you should please rate review us email us at note scene at gmail.com so much to talk about this week big news from parkway drive and all-time low but first we're gonna talk about former scene kid turned rapper post Malone and his new album, "Beer Bongs and Bentleys." All right, let's go. I don't this but so apparently it's it's a bunch of websites around with this but it's the 10-year anniversary of that infamous Pete Wentz photo where he's walking by Bruno Mars and Bruno Mars is like totally starstruck. I'm Did pre- you see this like all around the internet?
1: Yeah it was such a massive post on AP. Um I'm pretty sure it was April 29th is the day that the photo was marked. Do you remember this photo like coming out at all?
0: Like was it a thing in 2008? Yeah. Maybe not in 2008, but like in the f- next couple of years, it had sort of okay. become a thing, like a consistent meme. But yeah, like Sound did an interview with Pete about it, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. Like, it's so funny because, you know, it's funny in the photo that Bruno Mars looks so starstruck and Pete points out like it's the last time because it's taken in 2008. There's a timestamp on the photo. Mm-hmm. It's the last time Pete Wentz was ever more famous than Bruno Mars. You know, Pete's right. coming off Infinity on high at that point, you know, and Bruno's just kind of getting going. I don't even think he's had a hit yet, except for the maybe the one with Travi. That's not even come out yet. No, that, that ain't out even out like yet. Yeah, and so uh, what I, what's more funny about that photo to me is just how much of a fucking boss Pete looks like in that photo. Like, he looks like he's a runway model. Like, the way he's walking... It's just like the coolest I've ever seen Pete look like it's like the perfect walk pose. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Bruno just looks dumbfounded. Right. Yeah,
1: I mean it was the perfect moment to capture in the photo, but I
0: I'm pretty sure it was just like Pete Pete. Like, I don't understand like the way the photo was captured. He just looked like right. he was posing for like a at or something. Right. Like, it was a
1: total total meme moment. Like that was that was pre meme world and that was a total meme moment. Yeah, it's really bizarre how that thing has uh developed a sort of a legacy behind it. I've friggin I've been so busy, I'm I meant to make my own one for for the Note to Scene Facebook page for April 29th, and I was planning on doing it,
0: and I just completely forgot. Yeah, like, so. it, it's just great. Cra- like, like, a photo is worth the 10-year anniversary now. Absolutely. We're 10-year and everything up in here. But all right, so real quick, what what is going on with 21 Pilots? I don't want to spend too much time on this, but just before we get going, what? I know there's things out there, a lot of static, a lot yeah. of electricity.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on
0: in the Shit's click right turning now. Up. I don't know
1: all the specific details. I haven't done the dive, but basically 21 Pilots sent their fans, sent the click down a wormhole. And of course, they're just ravaging every corner of the internet to find hints about new 21 Pilots. But long story short... There's a new 21 Pilots album on its way. I have no idea when it's going to get here, but signs say it's going to be soon.
0: We should start hearing like announcement first single, like not that far away. Man, I was. Within the next couple weeks?
1: I was hearing whispers that it was
0: supposed to be this week. So that tells me like it is
1: soon, man. It is
0: soon. Interesting, they'd stack it up against the Panic album, you know? Totally. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I'm sure they want the the 21 I think the Panic album comes out when like in June maybe Yeah I'm I'm I guessing just, the 21 Pilots album will probably come out like September and they'll let it burn all summer
0: You know if I'm fueled by ramen I I'd, I'd want that that Panic album out before Separate. I launch my right. 21 Pilots campaign Right
1: to keep the longevity of the label hype yeah. man that just makes
0: more um, sense Um quick bit of news before we get into the post Malone album review our Facebook page recently passed a uh, Forty thousand followers, or uh, forty thousand people who like the page, and uh, that's just really cool. Just wanted to say thanks to everyone for uh, following us and uh, caring about what we do. Hell yeah! Thanks for
1: engaging with our memes. Well, <laughs> that makes me sleep well at night. So yeah, Tyler go share something. The bad
0: scientists, yeah. <laughs> go share something. Go share something.
1: <laughs> All right,
0: into the Post Malone review. Um, Post released his sophomore album. Beerbongs, and Bentleys, um, breaking first-day streaming records, breaking all the records. um, And we're going to talk about it. Uh, Before we really talk about the album, Tyler, Tyler, I know you are like a Post Malone scholar. (laughs) Um, You know, you're sort of like a profiler. You've done the homework. Post Malone used to be an emo kid, right? And and you've got dirt. And and I want you to kind of explain to me, like, you know, how does Post relate? Because it it's no secret it was a slow week for the music scene. Um, not a lot happened, mm-hmm. so we kind of figured we should just go with this Post Malone album because A is the biggest release of the year so far. Pretty much I mean it's huge. Everyone's talking about it, and B, Post is kind of comes from this scene. So uh, Tyler, lay that out for us.
1: Yeah. So Post Malone's real name is Austin. Austin Post, and he grew up. He was a very like eccentric kid in high school. He didn't really abide by like. Cultural norms, or uh, you know, he he liked to wear kind of outlandish things, and he went through a scene kid phase. And he, there's pictures of him which you can go see on our Facebook page. Go cop that meme of him in a Devil Wears Prada shirt and an August Burns Red shirt. Um, he was in a metalcore band in high school called Ashley's Arrival. And oh my god! they covered like
0: the most seen name ever. Right. Too. Right. Ashley's arrival.
1: And they, there's video also on our Facebook page of that band covering asking Alexandria's, um, I believe it's final episode. Let's change the channel. Um, I mean, that
0: would be the song to cover. At right, the time, right.
1: Right. I mean, the fucking rain video. So time moves on. He's, he goes to college. I'm not sure exactly when this lines up in his lifespan. But at some mm-hmm. point, he tries out for Crown the Empire and Crown the Empire turns him away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so just imagine move, for guys. a second just imagine for a second a world where austin post gets accepted in the crown of the empire and we don't get post malone oh, what man. a loss that
0: what? is just a whole <laughs> what an L. reality what i want to an rick and L. morty that like and see that reality <laughs> you know i want to go find out what that was like but um okay oh,
1: man so yells out
0: we've been waiting for this one for a while it's breaking all the records um let's start tyler with just our general thoughts on the album and where we are and then we'll kind of go through this thing uh you know bit by bit piece by piece we'll, we'll dissect this one cool so uh what do you think of the album tyler sharp i mean me i have
1: a lot to say about this record it is 18 songs so anyone True. would have a lot to say about True. it and but... i'm gonna let
0: you finish you're gonna get all the
1: time you need <laughs> okay so all together beerbongs and bentleys is this story of success and the subsequent excess that comes along with that and it's basically just kind of you know it's it's not this in-depth pulitzer prize winning thematic lyrical content record this is very formulaic these songs are meant to check off boxes but post spin that he's able to put on the current pop mold makes it so special. His voice is just ridiculously unique. And he always throws in that kind of signature vibrato that he's got within his notes. And it it makes it ridiculously hard to cover these songs in post form. So altogether, I mean, this album just pumps out banger after banger. I have a bit of an issue outside of the intro track, Paranoid, kind of between (laughs) Spoil My Night and um taking shots where like those first kind of tracks 2 through 5 almost kind of blend together in a way and i was i was i wasn't worried when i my f- first listened through the record but i was just kind of like okay these songs are this is what they're supposed to do they're supposed to check off boxes but there wasn't anything that really stood out to me like the first chorus does but as the album progresses throughout the second half we get a lot more versatility from Post, we get an acoustic track, we get a bunch of emo ballads, and altogether, I think this album is just sprinkled out so well, and there's so much to like about Post as a, I mean, there are things you can dislike about Post, absolutely, not, not taking that away from him, but I think that this album was exactly what he needed to do, and I think he delivered on 9 out of 10 accounts. So that's where I'm at. I'm at a 9 feel, out of 10 feel, on the
0: record. A 9 out of 10. Yeah. We need to get some air horns edited <laughs> in to this, uh, this segment. Of the, 9 out of 10. Holy shit. This is that's a huge. very high
1: contender for album of uh, the year for me. I just okay. think the consistency throughout the entire record of these incredible hooks, these incredible melodies, it's a pop record at its core, mm-hmm. you know? It's meant to fill... It's meant to check off
0: boxes. It could be kind of a rock record,
1: too. In a way. And we'll get into that. We'll get into the semantics of it. it. But But, um, altogether, I love this thing, man.
0: Okay. Um, I was not expecting to like this album as much as I did. (laughs) You know, Rockstar, I like that song. Mm -hmm. But it certainly wasn't a signal as to where this album was going. Mm -hmm. And Psycho, especially. Um, You know, I didn't like that song. And to me, Psycho especially really sort of misled you from where mm-hmm. this album was going to go. So Psycho is such like an apathetic sort of like melodramatic party, you know, luxury vibe kind of song. Mm-hmm. And that's really not what this album is about. This mm-hmm. album's like, really, really emo and angsty. And um, I know he, he's not the best lyricist, but there's a <laughs> level of depth there, you mm-hmm. know, that you just don't you don't feel on a, a song like Psycho. So I, I i Am thoroughly impressed with his album as a as a post skeptic. Um, you know, I feel like we, we probably shouldn't really talk too much about Rockstar and Psycho, right? Because they've been out forever, and we really shouldn't talk about Candy Paint because that <laughs> song should out not for be on almost this record. A year now. I mean, come yeah. on, man. Over that's like, doesn't he say Stony on that song? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. That, That's like a that was probably a B side from Stony. You know, <laughs> there's no reason just to game the streaming game, but um. I kind of want to go through some of the songs we like and um, some of the songs we didn't like um, before we kind of get into more of the thematics of it. Um, So I'm going to throw some songs I like out there first, and you can agree or disagree with me. Um, Paranoid, the opening track. I thought that was the perfect opening for this album. It's just like such an emo and vulnerable song. And um, that chorus where he says, can't get no relief. I mean, it's just it, it, it's really moving. And, you know, he has that line in the song, like he's not being tough saying he's going to shoot somebody who's going to break into his house. But he's saying, you know, one of us is going to die tonight because I'm not going to let you get me. He, mm-hmm. he really is paranoid and having like a manic episode in the song. What do you think of Paranoid, Tyler? I love this song right off the bat. The hook is just the most ridiculous
1: thing I've heard in 2018 so far. And I really think I I struggle with the actual depth of this record but i think putting it as the opening song was fairly strategic i think because there's not another song that deals with paranoia on the record the way that this song does like the rest of the songs are byproducts of being paranoid and i think that that paranoia comes from drug use comes from success comes from being famous comes from all these things that he's Garner. And his
0: rise has been quick you know he's in this new spot years, right he's in this new spot he's not used to this start and, and, stardom
1: and i love the the line that you mentioned i do what i can but it's out of my hand struggling just to find my peace like holy shit i mean that's life right, right there right, right? that's yeah. the whole thing <laughs> and the rest of the album is is just everything that leads to this anxiety that he
0: and, depicts in this song And the way he talks about sleeping with a gun. You know, he's not talking about gun in the typical rap tough way. Like, I'm going to shoot you. It's I'm scared. And if you try to break into my house, one of us might die because I'm so scared. I'm just going to start shooting. You know what I mean? He's not being tough about it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was just the perfect opener. Um, Another song I like, Taking Shots. Mm -hmm. Um, Purely on an aesthetic level. I really like this song. I think it's good party jam. It's a good driving track. It's a really good, like, moody, vibey song. Um, good for, like, going out and stuff. I, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not remitting the wheel, but it sort of serves exactly what purpose it's supposed to be. And I really want to hear the Halsey mix of this song. Like, this is a total Halsey vibe <laughs> song. Like, uh-huh. the, the way he sort of flows and through that sonic velocity of the verses is just a perfect, like, you could just totally hear Halsey on this song.
1: And I want to hear that remix. Absolutely. No, when I was listening through the album on the first time, you know, I I got through Spoil My Night, Rich and Sad, and Zach and Cody, and I was like, okay, all right. And then Taking Shots came on, and it wasn't like the in-depth that we got from Paranoid but there's mm-hmm. just no denying that this is a banger like the dude, the dude's flow in the verses on this song is so like you said the velocity of it like he just yeah. comes and he comes and comes in man that, in that lane and uh, I, this is a banger and like you said yeah. it's fantastic to drive to I've been listening to this song a yeah. lot and I'm pretty disappointed that it's not getting the playlist push. like yeah. there wasn't really much uh, placement on Spotify playlists for this song and I'm a little, uh, little bummed that it's probably gonna end up being a deep
0: cut it's a you know it's a shallower song but it's what right. it's meant to be it's right. just exactly a, it's just a vibey jam yeah you know? um all right uh, another song i really liked over now mm-hmm. where are you at on this song tyler do you like over now
1: so this song is really interesting because it has tommy lee on the drums on this track mm-hmm. and not that long ago maybe like when did the x album came out like, a month and a half ago, maybe, Mm -hmm. he has a song on there placed almost exactly at the same point in his album that has Travis Barker on drums on a song. So I felt like there's, like, there's some sort of... uh, I don't know. I I don't know if there's a connection between the two, if this is going to be a new trend in, like, hip-hop records or anything like that. Get the rock
0: drummer, you know? Yeah, like, because... It it, it is. It's becoming a a trend at this point. Right. Get the rock drummer on one song.
1: Right, yeah. So I, I do like how this song kind of builds. Like there's a lot of tension building in it and I really like that in music. Um, it starts off kind of you don't. It's like it's dark, man. Like it's just oh, this yeah. kind of minor emo-y type of ballad, but then it gets like super, super aggressive, just like that XXX song with Travis Barker. <laughs> bring in it, it back
0: to X. I well, mean, let's let's not bring it, a problematic I know. guy I know. into a problematic I know. Yeah, weird totally. conversation for sure. But okay, I'm so just all saying, that said, like, though, there's connections. This me, this is my favorite song on the record. Whoa, up. love Whoa. this song, dude. Um. Didn't see that. It, it's, um, it's interesting to me because, okay, so I love the way it builds, like you say, but this is the first point on the record where he just takes that chorus up to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where he's saying, like, we got to go our separate ways. I'm not going to let you burn me down and all that. He just takes the chorus to that next level and um he just like elevates his vocals there it's the first time where i was really like holy shit like this guy might be for real you know (laughs) just the way he takes that chorus so so high up there it's just great um and what's interesting to me is like this is a breakup song Mm -hmm. and um you know i like post has been with his girlfriend ashlyn for a long time um Mm -hmm. They've been, you know, he brings her to interviews and stuff. So I don't know if they broke up recently or not, or if he's just writing a breakup song as a story. But I mean, this is a breakup song, man.
1: To- and there's a lot of more moments on the second half of this record that yeah. we'll get to there's- that convey the exact same message. But I think Post is just this—he gets it, man. Like he—he he doesn't necessarily have to experience it to to right. portray what it feels like to feel that.
0: So and, I don't know what I the just, status of him and Ashland and Ashlyn yeah. is, but I mean, I know they've had some rocky points where maybe they split. So maybe this was written during like one of their mm-hmm. splits. But like as far last night, she was like promoting the album when it came out on Twitter right. and stuff. Right. So she, I mean, she's still with them as far as I can tell. But yeah, it's a breakup song. And I do. I just totally <laughs> like the, You know, that that meme where it's um turn the volume all the way up. And the kid crying with <laughs> Crank one the hand volume. in the air singing. Yep, yep. That's me for the song. Wow. Like, that's me. That's wow. me for the song. And, um And well, the one thing I want to point out, like on this song, and I noticed it throughout the record, but really on this song, particularly in that chorus, his autotune effect is so interesting yeah. and his approach to it. Um, so, you know, you think of guys like Kanye, T-Pain, Lil Wayne, when they first started using autotune, it was the pitch correction error that, you know, everybody got stoked on. When you hear like somebody use autotune and their voice goes all robotic and sort of clunky, that's the pitch correction software mm. not being able to keep up with just how out of tune they are. And that's a mistake, but you know, hip hop sort of owned that as actually this sounds really fucking cool. So we're going right. to sing way out of tune all the time, you know, normally like a scene band or a Taylor Swift, because she, she does use auto tune when, when they use auto tune, they, they're, they're good enough singers and they sing within key enough that you never hear that pitch correction. You right. never hear that glitch out that you hear in hip hop. But, um, Normally when you hear that glitch out, when somebody does it, like Kanye or, you know, on 808s or something, mm-hmm. or T-Pain on Bayou Drink, you hear it's it's very like, it's like 12 chunks of the note sort of dragged out into a robotic glitch. Right. But when Post is doing it here on this chorus, it's like a thousand micro glitches, 100 times faster than old. <laughs> so it sounds very like a vibration you know what i mean it's like it's a way more organic like pitch correction effect that i just found i found really cool and it just really gives that the song that much more of a punch
1: it really like again i don't want to go too deep into the depth of this record because at the end of the day it is post malone and post malone doesn't exist to win pulitzer prizes or anything like that but there is There's some fascinating aspects to this record, and that's definitely one of them. The way he's able to kind of mask these vocal techniques that have been used before, but he's got such a unique approach to it that he makes it sound like no one else does.
0: Absolutely. Where exactly do you... I'm not exactly clear on where you stand on this song. I I enjoy
1: it sonically, I, I worry about the effect of the thematics of the song and how that's yeah. going to be portrayed in popular do you, culture.
0: Do you, do you like this song? I'm at a 7 out of 10. Okay, gotcha. I'm at like a 9 out of 10 on this one. This is, <laughs> this, is my ba- this is my big blind record. All right, let's talk wow. about Better Now, Tyler, because we got to talk about Better we gotta Now. We got to talk about Better this Now. This is, ben. and you correct me if I'm wrong, right. if you disagree, this is the obvious top 40 pop hit to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the catchiest chorus, just bumps and waves. Interesting bringing it back to the emo thing. Like there are very emo moments on this record and you could almost hear Gerard Way screaming that mm-hmm. chorus. on like an MCR song. You know, if you just boy swap out the what with a guitars, hot take, Matt coming in, You could, just, in, dude, man.
1: You could wow. hear G-Way,
0: "Oh, no, you think you're better now?" Like it's just kind of in his whiny scream. You could Oof. so hear it. Like post post knows what's up with emo? But um and he was we know he was an early emo kid. Um <laughs> I think, you know, this is an early song of the summer summer contender, and I think it's the obvious top 40 hit push that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, we knew it right off the bat first day because they got the most Spotify playlist placement push. I mean, that had more streams than any other non-single on the album. So it it, it was definitely obvious upon listening and seeing that, that this this was the next push for post. And... The hook's just undeniable, man. Like, you can't listen to this song and not get that stuck in your head. (laughs)
0: It's going to go off. I mean, any club, it's just, it's going off. Right?
1: I mean, it's it's just, it, it fits the current way. Like, millennials, the way millennials approach relationships and when they, you know, end badly and breakups and... Uh, he just conveys those emotions so well throughout this record, and it, it,
0: it again makes the... another another breakup song. Yeah, like, absolutely. Half the fucking record's a breakup record. It's like right. what you he know, just, I just he gets I didn't it, see this man. Comment. He gets it. Yeah. So, what are some other uh, songs you like, Tyler Sharp? So now that, that we're into the second half of the record, man, your specific highlights. A couple. I want to
1: point more. out other side because unfortunately, I kind of feel like this might become a deep cut as well this is just a dark pop song, man. Like, I mean, it it kind of walks the line of an emo ballad, but this is, you know, like, this is a Halsey song. This is an early Halsey song. And I thought it was just so interesting to hear him kind of relax, and he Mm -hmm. laid back, and he served the song so well here. He wasn't trying to sing out of his ass. He wasn't trying to do all these different vibratos and bring everything all over the place. Um, Like, uh, some other songs in the album uh he does in appropriate places but like for this song he just served it so well and the song is just it's such a vibe man like it don't listen to it when you're going out you know this is not your party song <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I i feel like this was this is such a strong point on the record that shows his versatility i really like it
0: i think you're right though this is this is destined to be a deep cut yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it's, oh totally it's just not gonna get the no. attention and it, it, for me, this was one of the more boring moments on the album, really? and I don't know if that's oh. just because the rest of the record is so turned up that right, when right, we get to this sure. more mellow chill thing, it just um, you know it, it could be off. It, it was it was it was forgettable for me. Okay. Um, compared to Smokey's.
1: so I want to hear what you have to say about "Stay" then, the song that comes right after it, which is
0: the the acoustic post Malone song we've all been waiting for. I do not like "Stay." Uh, um, I, I I would like "Stay" better again, and I hate to do this, but if this was Gerard Way screaming wow. this out on the next wow. MCR album we never got like that would work. the you know? hot takes um, keep coming man but, um so what you're
1: saying is that post Malone needs to co-write the next MCR record <laughs> absolutely. Like,
0: just, like, if Gerard if you have Gerard Way sitting there on an acoustic guitar like this this oh, could totally no. be from the MCR album we never got but and I don't mean to keep bringing this back to MCR that's the last time I'll do it but yeah overall though right I really I really don't like stay. Uh, that song really dude. annoys the fuck out of me. How about you? Really? Why does it annoy you? I don't know, man. It just does. Just I, He just doesn't fit in that song for me. Man,
1: hopefully. like he, just watching him go viral by covering Bob Dylan just on acoustic guitar yeah. and watching, you know, different songs. It's not songs that like... he's bad at guitar
0: songs to me. It's just the specific melody. For sure. Doesn't work.
1: But I feel it. He, he takes a lot from like those those kind of more classic rock artists that he that he likes, you know, like he loves Bob Dylan, Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, there's a lot of old school guys that he listens to and, and appreciates and, and is inspired from. And I, I feel like that kind of is able to bleed out through this song and the fact mm-hmm. that he's able to do that and get not only see like success from it on a top 40 pop hip hop record but make it sound so well and so put together. It's it's just like it shows that as long as you're as long as you're making bangers, dude, you can experiment as much as you want with your music, you know? And it's still going to take off. I've seen so many high profile artists like Khalid tweeted out a already tweeted out a video of him covering this song live.
0: Yeah. No, I like, mean this song just, is it's, it's
1: fucking it, everywhere, man.
0: It's doing well. It's just not for me. Um Fair enough. Fair enough. A song I, I uh another song I really like is uh Blame It on Me. Um I really like just the darkness of the song and like the elevated long chorus with just this menacing voice he's using. He's using a vocoder over his mm-hmm. vocals, and it just sounds great, man. That song just really gets stuck in my head. It's kind of like a more sonically sinister version of Over Now.
1: Totally, yeah. No, I I really do love this song, and uh, just the nuances in his vocal approaches, man. Like no one can replicate. Like like I would like to see. Anyone on the top 40 charts cover this song and
0: try to replicate like he's, it. Man. He's using a vocoder to sound like a demon in the chorus. Uh, it's a really just, interesting uh, take yeah, on vocoders.
1: Totally. Sinister is a great word for this yeah. song. It's just very ominous and, and yeah. it's very it, brooding it, it in nature. Too, and, yeah, Yeah. Like it bumps in yeah.
0: the car and you're like, this yeah. is fucking great man yeah
1: like, this was a this was a definitely a standout moment on the record
0: this record's just a good time um yeah. any any other songs particular faves um I'll, i
1: mean i'll just finish it out 92 explorer i'm pretty sure this is post latin pop take i yeah. you know i i I don't know if it's gonna ish. go anywhere right ish yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i don't know if it's gonna go anywhere i thought it was really fun <laughs> to, mm. to, to to see him try to do it and you know, I don't think it's Banger Nation status, but, like, he successfully executed it. Like, it's a solid track, I think. Um, and the closer, Sugar Wraith. I,
0: I, I think... I, I have that listed down as uh, one of my favorites.
1: So, the chorus melody reminds me a little bit of Dido's sample and Eminem's stan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just... The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, that, that there's something in there that's similar. Um, I just feel like it's a great closing atmosphere around the record i feel like this song kind of ties it in in a very atmospheric um the it's a very high-end track it's not like weighty and broody it feels like it could just flow and it's very
0: um it's very light in nature it's another good mood track with a good flow more good driving music you know what i mean absolutely um so i just sang a bunch of praises i gotta drop my napalm real quick Mm. um on the things i did not like I really, I did not like Spoil My Night with Sway Lee at all. Um, I thought it was really lame and annoying. I did not like Rich and Sad. I found that song boring. I did not, I didn't hate Zack and Codeine. I'm, I'm undecided <laughs> on Zack and Codeine. I'm undecided on that one. Um, other Side, like I said, kind of was a little bit of a miss for me. I don't like Stay. Same Bitches, Fuck you, easy Man, Fuck That Guy. Right, I, right. I, I, and this is kind of like the one real rap song on the album, which is funny, but um, I, I don't like this song. And uh, Ball for me, I like Nicki Minaj's parts on the mm. song. I like the cool sort of like glitzy sheen beat of the song, but I, I think it's saved by Nicki and I think this would actually work better as a Nicki Minaj song than a Post song. So those are my my gripes with the record. Did you have any issues at all with your 9 <laughs> out of 10? <laughs> I You're did because it's
1: shirt? because it's not a 10 out of 10. So there's definitely yeah. faults of the record. It's not perfect. And the biggest fault that I have are
0: the features. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they they really almost your biggest just... fault i want more posts <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get enough post malone on this 18 song album guys uh,
1: but but i will totally agree with you on that nikki track she is definitely the best part of that entire it's not record not his style exactly of, you know? they kind of they kind of tried to make like, a post that's the single
0: nikki should have led with it, you know exactly. what i mean exactly and, and it was
1: obvious that nikki's fan base rode for it man like that
0: shot to the top of the itunes chart when the they probably dropped. like it way better than chun li and barbie ting absolutely just bar rap songs yeah you know? absolutely bars.
1: because nikki like we know you got bars we yeah. know but at the you end go. of this feature, she sings like "Show us you still got yeah. those hooks," and she proves it on this song.
0: Definitely, I think I um, think that was
1: a great moment for her. The the hook post it, it just doesn't fit. Same with "Same Bitches." I don't like that song at all. Um, Good. Good. I, I think. Spoil my night. Rich and sad, and Zach and Codeine. Like I said before, they kind of can blend together, but yeah. they're they're all really like 7 out of 10s for me. I I okay. don't hate them, but like if I'm just listening through the record, I'll totally, you know, easy to vibe to but they're easy to kind of gloss over there's nothing overtly special about them for me
0: i gotta say fucking album art like (laughs) this album art just came out of nowhere dude this color palette and the scheme of it it, it's very like 90s new metal totally with the barbed wire that were coming out like the late yeah the late 90s early 2000s the whole color palette of it even like the title beer bongs and bentley's this could totally have been a limp oh, biscuit, limp record. biscuit record. You know, there's probably Yelp. a limp biscuit like ep that came out with that title you know <laughs> beer bongs and bentley it, it was just very interesting did to you see him, like see, throw um, it back to that era you right, know or...
1: totally did you see journey's tweet
0: about one of their <laughs> new shoes
1: that had the yellow aspect of it and they were like who did it better under oath or post malone and then oh, yeah, yeah. Under Earth quoted, it, and then post replied like post is out here. Dude, he's about, he's about under it, man. Earth, man. He's, he's a fucking about, scene kid, and he's the one of the biggest artists life.
0: in the world. That's so cool. So listen, this this album though, man. You know my ultimate my ultimate biggest problem is it's just too long. Okay, mm-hmm. I get I get the eighteen song thing. They're For trying sure. to game the Spotify streaming game, and get as many streams on as many songs as possible sure. but things like at the, when you get to the point of including candy paint which that song came out like fucking 2016 man <laughs> i know maybe it didn't technically come out in 2016 but it feels like it did that just feels cheap at this point and some of the songs that you know i didn't like i felt like could have been trimmed and you know my score on this album might come out to like an eight out of ten and if This record was trimmed down to maybe 11 songs, you know, I'm getting bumped up to like a high, eight. you know, like getting closer to a nine like you. But, you know, because taking the whole record into consideration um, with some of those songs, I think weigh it down 18 songs and and they're not all bangers. I I come to an 8 out of 10. Still a great record, but I think, you know, if he had shortened it up, it could, this could have been like this could have been a mint classic if he shortened it up, you know, with no errors.
1: I do agree. I just think it's so impressive because I genuinely believe there's only two songs that aren't good on this record. Um, and 16 out of 18, like that's a fucking nine out of 10 for me. Uh, I can listen to it even with those songs, I can listen to it front to back, no problem. Uh, I don't have to skip a song.
0: So, I I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, this is obvious for me, but I like it way better than Stony. Um, See,
1: yeah, I'm glad you brought like that way up. Way better. It's I, not even.
0: It's not even I, close for me. Like you, you know, Stony had the songs like congratulations. That sort of apathetic, you know, approach to the song delivery just never worked for me. I liked the experimentation of Stony. There, those songs
1: weren't necessarily made at least all of them, weren't necessarily made to fit a certain mold. There was a lot of, you know, like, we don't have a song on this record like I Fall Apart. That song, right. if you get down to the instrumentation of that song, it's not your typical top 40 song at all. And, and I just feel like there's, there's a lot of elements to that song, and there's a lot of elements that were throughout all of Stoney and all the tracks that were kind of lost in getting to this super eye-of-the-needle sheen, Kind of, you know, just super glossy post Malone that we got on beer bongs and Bentleys, which is absolutely fantastic. Which but you could it, almost
0: call it, it's like it's like the new rock. You know, I mean, this really isn't a, a rap album. It's right. it's emo. I mean, it's 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 rock it's fucking it's it's pop it's communicated through the language of hip hop yes you know the the tongue of hip hop mm-hmm. but it's not really a rap record it's more not like this the new these are the new rock stars man like this is the new fucking rock yep. and it's almost mm-hmm. like he's kind of doing now in a way, like what we thought like Lil Peep would be doing absolutely. if he was still around. Like absolutely. this is that musical lane, the total genre busting breakout. Yep. Just
1: melding absolutely everything together. And out came this 18 track record of all these different songs. And I mean, Lil Uzi Vert's fucking pissed, man. He's so oh, mad, yeah. right? <laughs> He's yep. so like, this was supposed to be him. Yep. <laughs> But I ain't give, counting him give out. Give my man some time. He'll, yeah, I ain't counting him out back. at all. He he can have he still got hits in the so bank. Uzi. I think Love Uzi. absolutely. Oh, yeah. But um yeah, welcome to the new rock star, man.
0: First week sales. So he's projected right now. First off, we should say he broke the Spotify streaming record. Um, he got what, Tyler? Seventy-eight million streams in the first day.
1: Worldwide, and then did like forty-eight million in us alone which broke j cole's record that he set last week the okay. week before
0: so the projections are in and you know i did my little math around it and i i kind of came in around and close to the projections but he's looking like he's gonna sell 460 000 copies first week maybe 480 i mean which... i
1: haven't seen an update yet of that that yeah. was that was like monday tuesday
0: so that's I'm massive s- though i mean it, that's it is is that that's the biggest first week sales of the year so far right Taylor Swift. Yeah. Did Taylor come out this year? Or was that no?
1: End no. Of last I mean, year? I mean, this has been the biggest release since Reputation,
0: right? And that's crazy when you when you think about like what's came out, you know. Absolutely. Big, big like He, he went up bro.
1: against Justin Timberlake. Justin Eminem. Timberlake and Eminem.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: like, two of the biggest fucking
0: celebrities on the planet. I mean, and he's gonna outsell them.
1: Eminem did it's... what? 000 first week. Post is about yeah. to do just under five hundred. <laughs> like... what, what did Justin do? Like
0: a hundred? Ah, uh, that's something? a good question. I'm not. Yeah. I he might have broken two hundred. He might have yeah. broken
1: low two hundreds. I'm not sure exactly on that number, but, but I know it wasn't. You know, it wasn't above three
0: hundred. I um, mean, we will see. You know, he's going to have a big first week, but we will see once Billboard, you know, corrects this streaming boom, their new actions they're taking, we'll, well sort of see what effect that has on album sales because Post is getting high on streaming here.
1: They're giving more leniency to artists who stream well. Like it's As only going to widen the gap.
0: More subscription like they're they're considering the weight of subscriber streams versus free streams
1: for sure yeah i mean so like pandora you know you got your radio outlets those streams are going to cost
0: uh for instance if you listen to a a post malone song on spotify for free the the way i the way i
1: understood it is that there's going to be like a middle tier and those are going to be counted in between the because Spotify is like a hybrid platform on Pandora and radio outlets. You're not actively searching out the song to listen to, on
0: like the free Let's, the new know, free the, version is going to be a you know the old guard or the big pop stars. This is going to be a rallying cry for them to be like, fix this fucking streaming thing because this guy should not be moving four hundred sixty thousand units first week. I mean, it's all. I don't.
1: I. I don't see the issue with it. I really don't. You know, like I, it doesn't have. It's
0: not necessarily an issue. It's just you know, it's just a. That's a just what it is. Like the the um,
1: the transition for listeners who don't know. The question is, is, does it
0: really represent that many albums? You know what I mean. That's that's the question.
1: Right. And for the listeners who don't that's know, hard, 15, 1500 streams equals one album sold so that yeah. 1500 streams on any given song or any given collection of songs on an album equals one unit sold so it, you know post is going to he's going to break into the 300 million stream first week but i i mean he is he might be on track to break 400 million um regardless when drake drops his album he's going to shatter post's record so oh. I, I think you know These streaming numbers are just relevant of what's popular right now. You know, scene bands can't stream more shit. That doesn't mean that major label artists and and hip hop artists that stream well are cheating or gaming. You know, there are ways that they can game the system like releasing 18 track albums so they could break records and shit like that. But I, I just think that the hype that certain artists have on streaming is just relevant of the times. Scene bands don't Absolutely. stream well because scene
0: bands aren't relevant right well, now. Well, not even comparing him to scene bands, but just to pop artists in general. It, there, there is still an argument to be made. Like Taylor Swift can move eight hundred thousand, you know, pure copies, like still, and that's like does this really stack up to that it, it it's tough and it's it's something that's gonna have to be sorted out by billboard yeah. I, I just think. i
1: don't think it's as much of an issue as people make it out necessarily i know I, there are issues in the system there are certainly faults in the system it does but...
0: i mean there, there it's when you see this when you see xxx 21 you lose and now we're gonna see when you see these artists i mean and the, the top 10 on billboard every week it's kind of like is this really reflective of what's happening? I don't know. I that's mean, maybe just, it is. Maybe it's it's, it's not.
1: relevant of longevity, man. Like, that is what the youth of America is listening to. This is... They're they're just getting their share. Like, Taylor didn't have a hit off the last record. And she's not selling. That, you know? She's like 22nd in the world on Spotify. She doesn't have the songs to compete with those artists now. I, um, I just think so that's what it comes down to.
0: For first Week Sales, are you... You know, like I came to around 530,000 off my own prediction, but once I saw 460, like that just feels better to me. So I'm kind of in that area. Like I think 460 to 480 first week sounds about right. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember the a few days
1: before the album dropped when we started talking seriously about numbers. I said between 500 and 600. <laughs> I think you said between five and seven, yo. I I said between five and six hundred. <laughs> you mentioned I was like maybe seven hundred thousand question mark. You know, yeah. I was thinking, I was I was being positive, but uh, I'll still stick between five hundred and six hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, it's not gonna get to seven hundred thousand just based on the forecasted predictions but you know
0: you're, you're aiming high you think it's gonna break break past five hundred thousand. i mean and it, it wouldn't be out... the
1: first time that billboard and forecasters have aimed yeah. low like they aimed super low on the blink album and the blink yeah. album ended up selling like 50k more than they forecasted so
0: i feel like everyone's been watching this one though very closely to see what it's gonna be. but um we'll see this album's already gonna be um certified platinum by the time it comes out just based off the streaming success yeah i mean it is platinum. so yeah it's yeah it's gonna be a big big mover but um all right tyler we gotta move on finally to our next story which is uh parkway drive the band released third single prey uh this is following the void and wishing wells from their upcoming album reverence i gotta say man i was early on parkway drive i was about this band man like i was about that parkway life Mm -hmm. um horizons and killing with a smile Mm -hmm. were my jam like songs like romance is Dead, anastasis idols and anchors boneyards carry on those were my fucking jams those songs cooked man um i even (laughs) i even like on my my first like one of my first cell phones like a I don't know, it was a Razor flip phone, and I had my ringtone set to the breakdown of Romance is Dead, so cry me a a river, you know? So did my buddy, man. Yeah, that was my ringtone for like a year. And the band just used to sound so huge. Like, I loved all that shit. And then Deep Blue came out, and I thought Deep Blue was okay. And I really liked the lead single, uh, Sleepwalker. Like, that track just slays. But I just kind of fell off the band from there, and um, I sort of lost track. And I just haven't really been keeping up. That said, their new single, The Void, is at number 21 on Rock Radio. They have over 1 million Spotify listeners. For a metalcore band, they are enduring. Their last album, "Iron," did 14,000 copies first week, which beat out the album before that. Atlas, which did 12,000 copies first week, which beat out Deep Blue, that did 10,000 copies first week. This band's doing really fun for a metalcore band i guess it kind of works
1: out well because i'm on the completely other side of the coin i have never ever been a parkway drive fan until Ier came out <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> dude i am the definition of a fairweather fan for this band oh, i just good. thought like those fucking 80s arena rock r- rock riffs on Iyer were just so good and they had their metalcore moments on that record too i don't understand what everyone's complaining about i don't think they actually listened to the album but I really enjoyed that record. Um, I've never, like I said, I've just never been, they've never been my band. I have nothing yeah. against them they, in any way. At
0: the time, they were the band. Oh, they, like, were, they the were the band. They
1: were the metalcore All of my buddies were like, dude, you're so fucking wrong about this band. Like in yeah. high school, because I remember.
0: There but was it was a moment time, in time, and like yeah. Deep Blue came out, and it just kind of passed. yeah so but they're still doing good that's that's my point here like yeah. oh they're absolutely. doing really like you good. said
1: like have they ever had rock radio play before
0: no and they have more spotify listeners than august burns red absolutely way more right. you know, and they're going up as like august burns Red are going down and other metalcore bands are going down they're right. going up in sales it's so it's, in a it's, weird it's cool way
1: parkway drive is one of the <laughs> yeah one of the last scene bands that is still growing <laughs> so I gotta
0: say, having not... You know, like I said, I fell off with um, Deep Blue. Having not revisited this band in a long time, I found this song, like, pretty hilarious and terrible (laughs) at first. I first heard it. We're talking about Prey now. Yeah. Um, And then I kind of came a little more around, like, the chorus is okay and catchy. The verses are just a little goofy, man. Like, those vocals, Mm -hmm. like, take a while to kind of get used to. Mm -hmm. And... And, um... I came to like a 6 out of 10. The one before that, the, the one at radio, The Void. The Void. It's just a terrible five finger death puncher. <laughs> so I, I mean, I hate that song. So overall, like that's where I am with Parkway. I'm, yeah, I still I, I don't like them anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, I you, mean, too? I'm I'm pretty disappointed with this song specifically, "Prey," compared to "Ire." Um, this is just like Marilyn Manson meets arena rock riffs and melodies. Um, Manson in the chorus. You got those big uh, moments in the co- in or in the chorus and Manson in the verse. Um, you better pray. I, I in the breakdown I just I just instantly think of the red jumpsuit apparatus for whatever reason. Um oh, having no. just like <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> the worst like sophomore album lead single ever. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Like that that oh, my I just flashed. You remember, you remember how flashbacks. disappointed?
0: Like, you know, we're coming off face down, your garden angel, like Red Jumpsuit got like a gold record, top forty singles. You know, face down was the song of that summer. You know, everybody was all about Face Down. But also and, False Pretense and Your Guardian yeah.
1: Angel, like
0: that but record it, her, had hits.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were,
0: yeah but like Face Down, right. that song, nonstop. Right. I mean, you couldn't escape it on the radio. They even made, remember they made the radio edit version where they took the screams out? Oh, yeah. The part yeah, where he's dude. like, right now. Like, I mean, like that was how poppin' the Screamo song was. They had to make a radio edit to cut the screams out. And I was all about it, you know? Dude. But we go from that. And everyone's waiting. Here comes the next red jumpsuit album, and then you get "You Better Pray." It's like a throwback, like rock rock fucking thing. Such oh a my god! Bad
1: Capital fucking a, ruined that band, man.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Capital ruined a lot of bands. I yeah, mean, they ruined
1: of, Seosin. That's for fucking sure. I, yeah,
0: that was just one of those days. In the scene emo world that I'll never forget when it's that just fucking like, song dropped. Oh my dropped. god! What the hell like, happened? What I remember the. I remember too. I heard it on the radio because back then radios like still, you know, still had premieres. Then it was right? like the rock radio, system, and they're like, "We got the new red jumpsuit apparatus coming up next." And I was like, "Are you kidding me? So like I... this is going to be huge!" And then I hear it and I'm like, "This this can't be the same this band." This is terrible, and they've literally
1: been terrible ever since. <laughs>
0: there was that one good uh, like "I it, the I, Enemy" I, or something. I'll I think. For that.
1: I think you're giving that EP a little bit too much credit because I revisited it not too long ago. Like it's pretty, it's rough, man. Like it's not <laughs> yeah, as rough as the rest rough, of their but, ship. Like, there, were but, yeah.
0: there were hooks and there were some some. Emo- it was it was more of a back to the. All right, we've gone way too long. Uh, <laughs> uh, red jumpsuit. Uh, you don't like you don't like the Parkway Drive song, do you? Tyler? I the chorus is the
1: only redeemable factor, and I like a
0: few riffs. So I'm at a six and a half out of ten. Okay, let's move on to our next story, which is all time low. All Time Low released a new music video for Afterglow from the tragic failure of an album, Last Young Renegade. Um, So, Tyler, this is literally the last song on the album. Like, there's no more singles to push from here. This is the last track. This is it. This is the last. (laughs) We have to deal with this version of the band and i mean they just sound so bad on this song man like, i mean it's a they're just like hey it's a we are shit. walk the moon we are not all time low you know
1: it, it is a terrible rebrand attempt at a repivot. i mean the album's just uh just atrocious like i i can't even put it into words but i actually haven't seen the video so can you describe Look, it to me in any it's way
0: got, it's got good production value like it's well shot like, Alex has his bandana on. He's, like, kind of those Springsteen vibes. It's just, he's, like, I'm Walk the Moon, you know? Forget about Pablo. Forget about Nothing Personal. Forget about So Wrong. We're this fucking uppity pop rock band now. And uh, so- it's... Okay, so Hope, I was... Hopeful Pivot comes back next cycle. Dude, and, and they, no, they there are no pivots
1: left. This was their second chance. I mean, it's they fucking can't, over.
0: Can't do this again, though, for the next
1: record. Oh, no, not at all. But, like, the next record, it just it won't matter. That's, that's what it comes down to. But I was so interested to hear your take on an All-Time Low video in the spring of 2018 because if listeners want to go back to when All-Time Low released um, Dirty Laundry... Matt's little like dissertation he gave on that episode of that video and how All Time Low was going to launch into this dark pop future and everything was going to be great and now fast forward a year later and we are here and All Time Low is officially (laughs) over.
0: (laughs) I still love Dirty Laundry you know I'll stand by that song I'll go down with it I know I'm not alone everybody screams at it shows Mm -hmm. I think that song was good and it had a chance but the rest of the record was hot trash and Absolutely. uh yeah, you know, some of those early note to so episodes really were just like the all time low wars, you know, yeah. like where we just, I was against Fall it pretty all much the was whole way. Apart. Yeah. I, and I was only for dirty laundry and then the next song came out. I was like, wait, what? You know? And it was like, <laughs> we were just kind of chronicling the downfall of that band until that record ultimately came out and flopped. But uh yeah. we can move on to our next story, Tyler. Water parks singer Austin Knight joined five seconds of summer on stage to perform the band's "My Chemical Romance" ripoff, she's kind of hot. Did you get to see this video, Tyler? I did,
1: and does it
0: matter? <laughs> a couple
1: things. Here. I just
0: seeing, I, I, yeah. seeing Five Seconds of Summer play such a small room was pretty trippy.
1: I mean, sure, but I mean, we talked about that. It, we knew they were gonna. That's it, what they it's were gonna be just,
0: doing. I, I know when the tour was announced, we talked about it, but it was just kind of sobering to see. Like the band should be, should, you know. Had they kept on track, they should have been for playing sure. amphitheaters, maybe arenas, you know? And um, they're back down to playing, you know, a, a theater that couldn't be any bigger than 2000. For sure. I just, does anyone actually care? Does
1: it, well, our water parks didn't they blow their shot? Like, <laughs> well, yeah,
0: they, I mean, that's the thing. It's sad that water parks, you know, did blow their shot and they're kind of already fading. Um, But um, we like what Fysauce are doing right now. You know, they're sort of rebranded. We're about it. Like, we're about this dark pop move that they're making. Yeah, but I want
1: want Austin, the dark pop Austin that we did get on the Waterparks album on a live feature, you know? I didn't want Austin on the shitty pop punk last album that didn't go anywhere and ultimately flopped. I want him on... Just put him on fucking Youngbloods, man. Let that dude belt that fucking chorus
0: out. What's funny is you know, the screaming was real when he got on stage. And what I wondered was like, did the crowd actually know who Austin was, <laughs> or did they were they like it's just some blue-haired dude who must be famous? Oh no, that kind they of, thought the he was a YouTuber dude, or something. Dude, the man. screaming <laughs> was so real though when he got on stage. It and was like, well, yeah. all these Five Sauce fans really know who Water Parks are because if they do, that Water Parks record should have sold sold like crazy, but it didn't. You know, it flopped. And um, I think we're getting to
1: the. I mean, we were getting to the, this proposal a long time ago, but like, it's time for Austin to just adopt. A solo moniker and and ride with it man like that's where we're yeah, at water is. parks isn't gonna happen it's yeah, just it's, it's not just happening. not there it's
0: possible too you know with sort of he's not happy with his label and there's a whole bunch of stuff so you know maybe that's yeah. what we get i mean you know, the maybe the madden Brothers 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 can take pivot. him out of the band right right set him up with a major label and a pop deal and maybe we can see something happen but uh that is it for the show this week everyone Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at notesceneatgmail.com, and we will happily discuss them on the show. If you enjoy the podcast, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. Give us those five stars, and we will love you. Until then, see you next week.